Well, uh, Mr. Squirrel's job took us um, a lot of different places and it made it hard for me to have like a, a, a I, I couldn't like have that kind of career where you stay in one place for 25 years. I, I didn't have that option having the kids and then being able to be available to them when they needed it and pick up and move every few years. That's not fair to an employer. So um, I accidentally happened into a Goodwill outlet one time uh, thinking it was a regular Goodwill and I would take things from Goodwill and then list it. And that's how I was sort of making money. But when I, when I went into an outlet, I was like, the cost of goods here is so cheap. I can't get enough. I have to go back. One, it was fun. Mm -hmm. Two, I mean, the profit margin was so much better that it just, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do now. This is my job. My kids are old enough. They can, I, I can devote more time to this and treat it a little bit more like, um, serious, you know? Welcome, everybody, back to another exciting show of the About That Wallet podcast, where we help you build strong financial behaviors. My name is Anthony, and I want to welcome you a special guest by the name of Kristen from the Rural Squirrel. How you doing, Kristen? I'm super great. That's hard to say, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's why I like it, because it's, it's fun to say. Yeah. And so the squirrels like in the role. It's like, hey, love it. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's funny because people will say, how did you get that name? I think it's just because I think it was fun to say, because I'm not rural <laughs> and I don't care one way or another about squirrels, but I just thought it was fun to say. And it trips everybody up and it makes everybody stop and go back and be like, oh, wait, is that really your name? Rural squirrel. And it's like, yep. <laughs> but aren't you glad I'm not a plural girl rural squirrel <laughs> oh yes please <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that it's important to have a, a name that m- makes you you know remember things you know oh yeah 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 that's right rural squirrel yeah. most people know my my rural squirrel name and they don't know my name name right. <laughs> i was like well what is your name <laughs> yeah i know right a lot of people do so and then once they realize what it is they're like whoo that's so much easier to say <laughs> <laughs> that's right because uh now one of the things that I, I love about your story is that you uh, have accomplished so much and you've been in the ebay reselling world for well over 17 years and 25 I- <laughs> yeah five years All right. 25 years <laughs> man yeah that's that's longer than some people watching have probably even been alive <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, when I did my first listing, mm-hmm. um, it was on a computer that was dial-up. Um, we didn't have to put com- uh, pictures in it. It cost extra to put pictures on. Mm-hmm. And I waited for them to send me a check or a money order so that I could send it back out to them. And there was no tracking. It was just, mm, I hope you get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Wow. So back when stamps used to be like five cents? be a little more <laughs> yeah yeah 25 years ago 97 wow mm-hmm. 
so long ago. And but what kept you going though? I want the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, duh. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it was something that you could do passively. Mm. Throw something up there, and then something would sell while you're asleep. And I thought that was good, especially whenever you know I, I was a mom, mm. and I didn't always have time to do it full time. It just something that if I, if I could squeeze in a couple listings here and there, then every once in a while I'd have ice cream money or money to take the kids to go get new Nike shocks or something that they had to have. So just extra money that gave me also a little bit of freedom to be able to go do stuff that I wanted to do. Nice. Was it something that you had like on the side because you're working a nine to five job or? No, I had four kids. So uh, I, that was a full time job. Just being able to keep the laundry done for that many kids was full time job. So this was, this was just um, something for me to be able to have some income and be a little bit independent and not be just mom all the time. So that was really cool. So what um, got you into it? Cause I heard about this story about um, shortcake. Shortcake. Oh, strawberry shortcake. Well, the first thing I ever sold was a longer burger basket. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted, um, you know, you look for things that you know, and that you like, and those are the things that you look for. You know, that's what I, that's what kind of got me into it. It was trying to find the things that I couldn't find at the yard sale next door. So nice. So because you couldn't find it next door and just kind of like have like a digital online um, yard sale now? Kind of, think about kind of. Yeah, I guess kind of. I mean, we would have yard sales again, 25 years ago. That's how you got rid of stuff. Right. Um, so be and at the time we were out in the country, getting people to come all the way out to the country for a yard sale wasn't always great. And sometimes you didn't want to just let something go for yard sale prices. If I knew that I could get more money for something somewhere else, other than just the kids clothes, then I would put it online and usually, I mean, get pretty decent money. There wasn't a, it was kind of the wild West back then. There wasn't a lot of other people going on there. And if you put something on eBay, it was going to sell. There wasn't, you know, wait 60 or 90 days. I mean, it's, it's old and most everything was a, an auction. So within seven days you had money. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like it. And now as time went on um how do you stay relevant uh with that I don't I don't know that I am (laughs) (laughs) I I think that for me I do market research um I go to the mall like the regular brick and mortar Macy's and Dillard's kind of mall and I see what the kids today are wearing and, and what labels look like and what seems like it's trending, which helps for me because I do sell a lot of clothes, mm-hmm. but I also just think that it's important to sell what you know and what you like. Um, because if you have some sort of knowledge in it, then it makes it easier for you to be able to pick something up and know its value. I like that because it's, one thing that it shows is like, hey, you might be doing this on the side at first, but now it's become the business. Yeah. And now it's like bringing in so much more. So what was that transition like? 
Well, uh, Mr. Squirrel's job took us um, a lot of different places and it made it hard for me to have like a, 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 I I couldn't like have that kind of career where you stay in one place for 25 years. I, I didn't have that option having the kids and then being able to be available to them when they needed it and pick up and move every few years. That's not fair to an employer. So, um, I accidentally happened into a Goodwill outlet one time uh, thinking it was a regular Goodwill and I would take things from Goodwill and then list it. And that's how I was sort of making money. But when I, when I went into an outlet, I was like, the cost of goods here is so cheap. I can't get enough. I have to go back. One, it was fun. Mm -hmm. Two, I mean, the profit margin was so much better that it just, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do now. This is my job. My kids are old enough. They can, I, I can devote more time to this and treat it a little bit more like, um, serious, you know? So what was it like? Were were the kids embarrassed to go inside the thrift stores? No, no. Yes, but no. (laughs) I mean, when they were little, it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But I've always been the mom or even just for me, we shop in the back of the house off the sale racks and clip coupons and get things at a bargain. So we always looked like we spent some money, but never spent money. I mean, I would buy the 47 cent t-shirts at old Navy and they always had a new outfit on because it was 47 cents. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just try to be frugal with it so that we can make the dollar go further for us anyway. So when I found the bins, I was like, I'm going crazy. (laughs) Can you explain a little bit about the bins? Cause I, I've never seen a goodwill like with bins. Yeah. Okay. So the bins um, are, that is just sort of the generic term for, the outlets that they have. So Goodwill calls them in Florida, it's a bargain barn in other places. It's a warehouse or a outlet or a clearance center, whatever you want to call it. They can't process all of their donations necessarily quickly, or if there's slight damage to them, they won't put them out on the floor. Or if everything in the Brown tags are 50% off this week, if you have any Brown tags left, they go to the outlet And the outlet is where they put everything in these rolling troughs, bins, whatever, that are on wheels. And it's just dumped in there. So it's not on hangers. It's not on racks. You have to like dig. So I feel like I'm just digging for treasure whenever I'm there. And you can find some really nice stuff at the bins. So then I bring it home and I wash it um, and then get it ready for listing. Now, will you mind doing like a cool deep dive for somebody who's really looking into eBay and just kind of give them like your numbers and um, if you whatever numbers you're comfortable sharing, and also um, like what is it that could take them to the next level? So, if you can just do that. Well, I think that whatever numbers you want mm-hmm. is the effort that you got to put into it. So. Um, I recognize that my full-time is less than a lot of people's part-time. 
So I, I list, you know, I can do like 15 or 20 a day, but I don't. So if I work at it, you know, I can do $10,000 ish, you know, in a 30 day period for me personally, just doing it lazily sort of, you know what I mean? Not, not trying really hard, but I know people that do hundreds of thousands doing it full-time, you know, bloody knuckles working hard. I think it's whatever you want to put into it, how, how much time you want to put into it, how much effort you put into it, how, how hard you analyze it and things like that. But I don't think you have a limit to what you can do with it. I like that. It's all, it's all what you put into it. There's no base salary. There's no insurance. There's no, uh, 401k plan. It's, it's you working hard. Got it. So they need to make sure that they are, um, being truly focused and really want to do this. Um, and they can, but like you said, they, whatever you put in, you get out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to sell something, you got to list it. It's not going to sell if you don't list it. So <laughs> you got to, you got to get whatever inventory you have, whatever items you have. And most people start with just stuff around the house. If you were going to yard sale it or put it up on Facebook marketplace is a great place to start because it's you, if you've got Facebook, you've got marketplace. So you can just throw a few things up there and it seems like everybody's got a Facebook. Yeah. Well, not every, no, I say that. That's not probably true. <laughs> Depends on your demographic. You may or may not have a Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Cause but I'm talking about at least somebody in the house will have it. Right. I'm Yeah. I mean, my kids will say, mom, can you look up and see if anybody is selling igloo coolers right now on Facebook? So, I mean, somebody can help you out there, but an eBay is not hard to set up. I mean, this zoom call was harder for me (laughs) setting up the eBay. (laughs) It walks you through it. It's pretty easy. So. All right. Cause I've been debating on if I should even set up a whole eBay uh, eBay account or just um, just give it off to somebody else to sell it for me and I'll just give well, it. Well, it doesn't cost you anything to set up the account. Mm. So you do have to put in like, you know, your payment information, the same as if you were going to buy something from Amazon, you set up a prime account. It's, it's very similar to an eBay account. You buy, you sell. Oh, so you make it sound so easy. Oh, it's so easy. You can do it. All right. So uh, what are the kind of equipment that somebody would need to kind of make them more efficient? I think that you can start just on your phone. I mean, you don't even have to go get equipment. If you've got a phone that takes pictures and can log into the internet, you can, you can sell something on eBay. And I, I think that once you do a little bit more, maybe then invest in some other stuff. If it's something that you're going to do consistent consistently, but I know some big time sellers that all they do is list on their phone. They take their pictures on the phone. They list on the phone. They um, print their labels on their phone. It's, it really is very modern user-friendly way better than it used to be waiting for an, a money order to come in the mail. <laughs> And I just get money all over the place and just directly into your account now, or is it-, it just sends it, it. Yes. 
directly into your account and you can get paid every day or you can get paid once a week, once a month. It's super easy. You do have to put it into a checking account, which I wish I could put it into a savings account and then transfer it as I need it. But it is, it, they just pay you directly and it has to go to a, a checking account. Okay. Now does somebody have to do an LLC for it or just they can do that later? I'm not an LLC. Oh. It's just me. Wow. I mean, you could, mm-hmm. um, but I don't actually, when I first started, you didn't have to put in any tax information. It was just, you want to sell it? Okay, here you go. There's the money. <laughs> it was great. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was the wild west, but now it's, I mean, it's a business and they send you the 1099 and you file taxes just like normal as you should. And then it keeps track of everything for you. It keeps track of, you know, the only thing it doesn't keep track of is your cost of goods. Oh, because you set those prices though, right? Yeah. I mean, they know how, I mean, it'll show you what the fees are that come out of it. It'll show you what they paid for the, the buyer paid for the shipping, or if you're paying for the shipping, it does a lot of that for you. Okay. And I think you can connect your QuickBooks to it too. I don't, but people do. So that makes it really easy. That's crazy. So what would be the only thing that you kind of wish that you would have known sooner about selling online? I wish that I would have known more about the analytics that are, that are available to me. I, I don't like fiddle and play with it as much as some people, as some people, I mean, know the numbers and you can watch all kinds of YouTube videos about how to analyze all that stuff. I don't, um, I just well, wait for the money to roll in. <laughs> <laughs> like and then, um, you know, I wish that I would have known more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're starting out, it's, it's really important. Sorry. Okay. I think it's really important to um, like practice with the shipping, get a little shipping scale. You can get them at Goodwill. They're, they're there all the time. Honestly, <laughs> mine, mine is like a, um, uh, the one that I first started with was a Weight Watchers scale. So it measured your food portions, Oh, nice! <laughs> but it, I mean, weight is weight. Yep. So it's either a, a, a package, <laughs> a, a first class package, or it's mashed potatoes, you know, <laughs> you still learning how to do the, the postage, I think is the most intimidating part for people. But once you just measure it and put the information into the com- the computer, the system, it prompts you for all the information. It's not that hard. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That is so awesome. Now, um, I do have uh, a quick question because it, obviously it's an interview. I'm always asking you questions. That's your job, right? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, but when it comes to like financial behavior, so are you a saver or you're a spender? Yes. For both. <laughs> yes. I mean, I like to try to save as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that there are things that you have to invest in in order to make your business successful. So I used to try to keep my um, sourcing budget to a certain dollar figure. And I did really good with that. And then I raised my dollar figure a little bit. And then I allowed myself to buy things for me or for the kids or the grandbabies or whatever. But um, 
I do really try to stick to that budget um, unless there is something that is just like this fire, holy grail that I have to have. Um, and then I've blown the budget for that week and yeah. then just know that I've got to get it listed so that I can make that money back. Right. So I try what, to be diligent. Try to be that. <laughs> I mean, all we can do is just try our best, you know, and that's. Yep. Every day. <laughs> we, we always have that, what they call it, uh, Jim Gaffigan always say it was like, we always had that McDonald's moment. Where it was just, <laughs> Twice that a day. <laughs> or whatever you know (laughs) yeah um but one of the cool things like I try to take people down memory lane just a little bit and kind of figure out well where did you get your money habits from like when you were like the the earliest money habit that you remember um you know I've been married a really long time and we grew up together. So I think that most everything that I have learned, it's only been since we've been married we got married pretty young. So we really did grow up together and we've learned how to make a lot of mistakes together. And also he is very diligent um, with money and um, keeping track of things. And, you know, very disciplined. So way more than me. So (laughs) I guess I get to be a little bit lackadaisical with it, maybe more than because I know that I have that safety net and he is going to be on top of things and he's going to make sure that things happen. So I think probably mostly from, from growing up with him. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Fall back on and help you out through that process. I've never, I mean, he will, he doesn't, I mean, of course he supports me. He's my, you know, my husband and stuff, but he doesn't like put money into the, to the business or he doesn't um, financially prop up the business. Mm -hmm. He just makes sure that I stay within the lines. Yeah, not not bleed over into the family stuff. I'm like, hey, yeah. you know, we need lunch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, never. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, um, because I know that I uh, recently found out that you enjoy true crime, so <laughs> I have a segment from Poddex. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code. What's the code? Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. All right. So this question is from Poddex. Under the true crimes deck of cards, they say, why do you think that the most common way for a woman to murder someone is poison? (laughs) (laughs) 
why do you know something about me no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, make me sweat here no <laughs> um probably because um most of the time they would be the one that is preparing meals or um helping you know giving someone their drink or whatever probably don't you think yeah i was thinking that too now that you mentioned it it was like because most of the true crime stuff are like set in certain times and usually the husband is like a deadbeat husband for some reason Mm -hmm. and then it's like well you know well, we feeding you and make sure they separate plates and they tell the kids about it. Like, hey, don't eat dad stuff. And Yeah, no, this is your drink. You drink this Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's probably less messy too. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then plus life insurance, we're like, hey, we all know what happened. I mean, he just all of a sudden yeah. tipped over. Yeah. yeah, some things are probably less easy to trace. <laughs> Could be all kinds of ideas happening right here. <laughs> In Anthony's next episode. <laughs> and for those of you who want to get your own poddex, you can go to poddex.com, use the promo code wallet. Again, it's wallet. W-A-L-L-E-T. All right. So now we actually run into the third segment, which we're going to talk about the features, which is what is exciting to you? uh, What's exciting to come? And also, what do you think is going to change in your industry? Ooh, change in my industry. Okay, let's start there. Um, There's a lot of things different happening, I think, in reselling because it's evolving and changing all the time. But whatnot has been super um, for in the forefront lately um, as a as a platform that you can sell things on. So I have a link if you would like to be able to use it, and you can get ten dollars for signing up on whatnot with my link. But there's a lot of people, especially a lot of younger people, that have moved that way and and are doing those live auctions on whatnot. So I think that there's always a new platform popping up, but it seems like that one is just really fire busy. Um, a lot of activity on that one, and it's fun too. It's a little bit social. And it's kind of like a live auction, but it is a live auction, not kind of, I mean, it is, but it, it just seems like it's more of a home party meets QVC <laughs> kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> party like, Hey, I got this. here buy this Tupperware. Oh my gosh. We're having so much fun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. So. And then they were like, hey, like I have like two or three sessions. Can you explain a little bit about whatnot? I never like. Yeah. So it's like a it's a live auction thing. So you log in and you have it's a little bit like Instagram where you you log in and you're you and you go into different chats sort of. And then they'll say, you know, I'm selling this like football cards or uh, Funko Pops or video games or single stitch t-shirts or sneakers or something in each different room, you can see the things that they're selling and then you win prizes and it, it's a lot of fun. 
Um, and there's a lot of people on it. So you can get a lot of really cool stuff at a great price, but um, the, the prices are all set by the people, just like it were an eBay auction, oh. only you're doing it, you know, live. socially. <laughs> now, can you do eBay live when you resell your products? They're, I've heard they're launching it, mm. but not as a... As of the taping of this, <laughs> no, you couldn't. Okay. No, I think they're working on it. And they say that Facebook is working on that too. But a lot of people have live auctions on their YouTube channel too. But I don't on my YouTube channel. I just I just do videos. But I think there's a lot of people that do have auctions there too. And those are fun too. So I, I think there's just constant evolution in ways to be able to sell stuff. Nice. I yeah. can't put that out then. I might have to check out yours when you go live, but I'll definitely put the link uh, in the description below. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what about you? Like what are, what are your your features for yourself uh, as time goes on? Um, where do I see myself in 10 years? Um that <laughs> far. I was like two years. I'll go two years. Um I'm really trying to build up my YouTube channel and, um, you know, make something more fun with it. I do two videos a week. I do a, um, like a thrifting challenge video or, um, a different bins location that I like, like a sourcing video on Wednesdays. And then on Sundays I do a what sold video so that you can see that I actually sell stuff that I buy. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, you know, we do a lot of traveling with the thrifting and stuff like that. So I think I'm going to try to incorporate a little bit more of our adventures uh, while we're out and about um, in, in addition to just doing the thrifting and getting items to be able to sell on eBay. Nice. Hope that's the plan. Well, I have to say that so far, every person that's been on the show and I ask them about their features have either accomplished their goal before a year. So I will say the fastest that I've seen was three months. Oh, wow. So um, um, maybe you can challenge you to that. Who knows? We'll see. But- okay, we'll <laughs> try. We'll see. Um, that would be exciting. Yeah. Um, but I, I really wish you the best on all of that because I, I would yeah. love to see. I love your videos, by the way. It was like, it makes me Thank so you. watch them. And I was like, I would love to package something and just toss it to the side. <laughs> It goes out of bin or does it just go to floor? <laughs> so well, it goes on the floor because when I'm just tossing it. I can't, I mean, I did play basketball, but <laughs> <laughs> I am a little rusty. So yeah, and I just throw it over there into a pile so that I can get everything ready and then um, take it to the post office. So nice. it's in an area over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to put like an overlay to show the video. Of me just going... yeah um so are you ready for the final segment of the the show yep bring it on awesome all righty these are the final four questions question number one what does wealth mean to you So I think that there's a lot of people that put a dollar figure on that. And I don't really, but I think that 
time is so much more valuable now that my kids are grown and they have kids that you realize how quickly it just, just, I mean, just a minute ago, they were babies. So I think that the time and the, that my job reselling allows me more time with them. So if I could just get more of that, that would be great, but you can't. So I think that whatever I'm doing, I, I really want to take stock in how much time it's going to take me to do it. How much time does it gain me to be able to go do the things that I want to do and with the people that I want to spend it with? I think to me, that would be to be wealthy would have a whole bunch of time with all the people that I just love. Oh, well, <clears throat> cheesy and corny, I know, but it's oh, so cute. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to ask this question. I did this a lot in season one, but I want to bring this up for season three as well. Is what is it? Um, this is not part of the four questions because I, I just love this question. Um, as a parent, what is something when they do actually watch this episode that you want to leave to them? Oh, no, I can't answer that. It'll make me start yeah, crying. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I just, oh, I love them so much that, you know, I, I want to make sure that they know that everything I'm doing is because I love them and I just want them to be so independent and strong and successful and happy and more than anything know that I loved them so hard. That's all. Awesome. I love it. All right. Question number two. What was your worst money mistake? That's a really hard question. It really is because you don't always want to admit your mistakes mm -hmm. uh, and put it put a, a light on it at all there's always things that i pick up at the at the goodwill that doesn't sell and stuff and that's little stuff but i had a i had a shop one time like a brick and mortar store and i sold it which was great that was the plan to you know make some money stay home with the kids and have that like cushion that nest egg there and we sold a contract for deed and didn't vet the guy and he didn't pay it. So it really put, it really made it challenging and difficult for our family. And I just wish that I would have learned a little bit more ahead of time about whoever it was that was buying something from his contract for deed. You, you had, to, you have to know that you really trust somebody and, believe in them and you know what why didn't he go to the bank and get a loan and do it why did he want to you know take advantage of young moms and families and that just you know do your homework got it yeah it, it, we just move on to the next question. Cause that, that one is like, ah, oh, like, I know I just uh, rip your guts <laughs> out. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't fun, but also 
<laughs> very good learning experience <laughs> and costs as much as college. <laughs> so, oh, wow. okay. yeah. So, you know, definitely uh, school hard knocks. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Magna cum laude right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love this show. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so question number three, what is your favorite financial or non-financial book? I'm glad that you sent these things ahead of time because I would have been like, I don't know, <laughs> read, I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. Um, I read the book Fish. Have you read that before? Uh, it's about being motivated and um, what you can do to spark energy and joy in a in a work environment or a job of any kind. And I think why it spoke to me is because I, um, I've been a volleyball coach before, and I always feel like you, every single time you have to do this, do it for the Gipper kind of speech. But I think if you create energy and excitement and fun every day, then it makes it not so bad to be at a corporate situation, which is where I learned about it. But even at home, sometimes when you're the only person that you work with, <laughs> it's hard to stay motivated and self-disciplined and stuff like that. So allowing yourself a little bit of fun and having good communication with in, in things like this, you know, how can we like help motivate each other and encourage each other and support each other, even if it is just, you know, good job or whatever way whatever way that we can make somebody's day a little bit easier, a little bit better, a little more encouraging, um, you know, stand on my shoulders a little bit for somebody. And that book is about that. So fish, but my best, like non, if you don't have this book and don't read this book to your kids, mm -hmm. you've got to this, this book is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and all of, so I had this when I was little. Okay. And what's, the, what's the title so for the um the audio for folks it's richard scary's cars and trucks and things that go okay. <laughs> it's a kid's book but it's fun and it gets you talking about stuff and you know easy for them to be able to read and then there's a you know a little gold bug that you can find and it's just it's a silly little goofy book but i had it my brother read it my kids read it my grandbabies read it. And every time I find one, I like get it so that I can send it to somebody else. And then I read it and, and it's just something that you can bond with. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be that book, but I think that if you can find a book to be able to bond with somebody, that's always special too. Nice. I'll make sure I'll try to look for that book as well. Cause I do go to the thrift store quite often. And cause this is the book I got from for like a dollar. Uh, always try to find financial books. Okay. Okay. And it's well, it looked like they only got to like three pages and then they just stopped reading the book. So, <laughs> so they achieved freedom that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. This book works. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Hey, on eBay, only 10 pages in. And I'm <laughs> well, you know, whatever works, right? Yep. Uh, the last and final question is, what is your favorite dish to make? So Mr. Squirrel does most of the cooking at our house. Mm. I'm super <laughs> lucky and he's a fabulous cook. Mm. Um, but I, so I don't make a whole lot of stuff. 
And my family and my kids will attest to that. <laughs> I mean, I can, I just, I just don't because he's such a good cook. Nice. Um, we make, uh, I do like to make buttermilk biscuits and that's one of my favorite things. My, it's like my signature thing, I guess, is I can make buttermilk biscuits. They're pretty good. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What do you make? What's your favorite thing to make? My favorite thing to make as of recent, um, because I, I make a couple things, um, but I started to make, uh, well, we're talking about dish. Okay. So my favorite dish that I love to make, which is a taking a can of salmon. I don't even know what it's called, but you take a can of salmon with some fresh green onions um, and regular like a uh, white onion or sweet onion. And you saute those together with um, some salt, pepper, and garlic. So it's a simple dish. And then yeah. you have rice uh, cooking as well with some onions. And I do a little bit of green onions in there too. And then, but when you mix them together, you add in some soy sauce or teriyaki sauce. And it's like an explosion. It's so great. It's just so good. And that's my go-to dish to make. And I can make that 24th, like all day. That's really We just made, um, it's a Colorado ceviche. (laughs) So AKA canned tuna. But but you put it in there with your, you know, chop your tomatoes up and a little bit of jalapeno and um, cilantro, onions, and then just mix it all up together and eat it with chips. It's so good. It's super fresh and stuff, but except for the canned tuna but it's still really good i might have to try that yeah it's That's really as my dish like because <laughs> yeah. i'm in one pot kind of guy yeah yeah do you put it in a bowl or do you put it on a plate i do it in bowl um, oh yeah the salmon bowl. Yeah, yeah yeah oh good yeah. i want you to put in like a little bit of cilantro and some edamame edamame edamame, edamame. edamame. Yep, yep. So, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that. I want you to put that in there next time, okay? Maybe a little shaved carrot. All right, I'll do that, and then I'll take a picture of it, and I'll send it, shoot you. Shoot you. <laughs> and you'll pop it up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, and obviously, this is the very last question of the show, which okay. is, where can people find more about you? Oh, that's so nice. I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on um, Whatnot. But mostly Instagram and YouTube. And I'm a rural squirrel, a rural squirrel on all platforms. I'm on Facebook. I'm on, but mostly Instagram and YouTube. Awesome. That's me. Yay. Thank you so much, Kristen. Again, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful. This was fun. Yes. I had an amazing time um, because I, it doesn't even feel like we've been talking for so long. It's just like 20. I didn't even look at the time. I was just like <laughs> talking. That's good. That's good. Um, but I want to make sure everybody get a chance to follow you on uh, YouTube to help you grow your YouTube channel. You have well over 3,000 followers. Well, subscribers. I'm, I'm a follower and a subscriber. So Thank you. Um, and you've been providing great information. And I just want to thank you again for taking time out today to be on the show. I greatly appreciate you. Thank you. Yep. I've had a great time. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Let me. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. I want you to be safe. I'm out. Peace.